Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Jordan Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. That was, that was I don't know. I got like three hours. You just don't. Night, you, so. Are you convinced that that's what it is? I was trying to remember. I that was good. No, you did fine. Okay, good. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to the heavens to draw on the wisdom of the saints and to help us navigate the tumult of this life. And I'm here with uh, Jordan Burke because Stephanie is otherwise occupied. And Jordan has done a lot of research uh, in the area of, the, of our conversation where we're going to talk about today. In fact, Jordan is the spokesperson for a new book from Sophie Institute Press entitled The Pope's Exorcist, 101 Questions About Father Gabriel Amorth. There you go. So why don't you introduce our guest? Our guest is Kerry Solomon. He uh, is the writer, producer, and director of Nefarious. He's wearing a lot of hats. He's also created God's Not Dead, Do You Believe, and Unplanned, among many others. And we are uh, very excited to have this conversation today. Yeah, welcome to the show, Kerry. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, as I, I said this uh, offline, we were talking, but I think I, I want to say it again because I, I had to process through it a little bit. I think this show is in the, my top five movie. all-time movies. This yeah. movie, sorry. Yeah. This, this movie, Nefarious, is in my all-time top five. And, and the way I judge movies, you know, I used to run the National Catholic Register and EWTN News, and we had a movie critic um, uh, that worked for us, I mean, an art review person. And the way that he looked at all of these kinds of things is totally different than the way I do. And there's nothing, it's just different. I'm not capable to be an art critic. But my question about a movie that I see, because I see so few, is, is it tell, does it tell the truth? will it help people to heaven? And this movie of all the Christian movies I see, I've seen with the exception of, and I, I'm not putting in the competition, but I mean, just the list is very small. The passion of the Christ, uh, the chosen series so far has been extraordinary. It's a few issues uh, with respect to Catholic doctrine, but it, it minor, you know, yeah. this movie, uh, truth and impact, those two uh, criteria, are is on in my top five yeah of all time i don't know do you agree with that no i 100 agree and I, I i do as a side hobby i like to watch a lot about behind the scenes of movie making and mm -hmm. i was i will say even though you don't want to say you're an art critic i'm not an art critic but i noticed how visually beautiful certain aspects of this movie was and yeah. how certain shots were done to kind of help push the story forward and show different transitions it's it's all just uh it's i'm gonna gush over this movie the entire time but i'm i'm doing it <laughs> in a very analytical way yeah so it's not just uh it's not just hype it's it's an incredible movie so carrie uh thank you so much for for you and your team for doing this this great work what uh i if you wanted in a nutshell describe the movie for our listeners those who haven't seen it uh what what's the movie about well, uh, it's a story about a serial killer uh, by the name of Edward Wayne Brady, and it's his day of execution. Now, in uh, the prison system in the United States, you will not be executed unless you're proven to be sane. Uh, so on the day of his execution, his psychiatrist actually kills himself. 
And so that brings all the uh, questions into doubt on whether or not uh, Edward Wayne Brady is either crazy or not crazy. So they have to bring in, the state has to bring in a new psychiatrist. The new psychiatrist is progressive. He's uh, very, very uh, smart. He's well-dressed. He's very good at what he does. Very liberal, obviously, total atheist. Uh, and basically he comes in very self-assured and the warden tells him, look, the guy you're going to deal with is uh, you, you just don't understand. He's a mastermind and so on. Think Hannibal Lecter, that kind of thing. Exactly. And of course, the, uh, the psychiatrist has the attitude of like, this is what I do for a living. I don't have anything to worry. You don't have anything to worry. I'll be out of here in an hour. Well, the psychiatrist goes in to talk to uh, the serial killer, Edward, and basically introduces himself. And Ed, the, the serial killer knows every single thing about him. And so it kind of throws the psychiatrist off and there from that point on uh they start a dialogue and as they're in the middle of the dialogue the serial killer stops and says basically oh by the way i'm a demon which basically the psychiatrist smiles at because they he's been told that this guy's going to try and convince you he's crazy so he doesn't have to get executed so it goes and progresses from there we go back and forth throughout the story is he, isn't he, is he, isn't he? And that's the basics of the story. I would say think C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters meet yeah. silent lambs. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, one thing I want to get out right away so we don't miss it is uh, I've we've had a lot of folks, uh, so we've been promoting it in our community, in the Apostoli VA community. It's the first place that I did a review for the movie, a positive review. And some very devout uh, Catholics said they were afraid to see it and they're not going to see it because they're sensitive. And I want to argue against that. Um, I really think it's worth enduring whatever you think you have to endure. I mean, this movie was not gory. Right. It is not, I don't categorize it as a horror film. Would, yeah. um, uh, you know, in a sense, it's a psychological thriller in a way. It, well, for perspective for listeners, the passion of the Christ is more gory way more and the, there's no gore in this movie at all yeah and there's you know? nothing gratuitous you don't you know right. you don't see murders right you know that sort of thing so uh carrie i'm sure you've had the the this question put to you do you think that uh are there any issues with people being scared about seeing the movie uh, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, this is not a demonic, satanic movie, which is everyone's first fear. Quite honestly, if I looked at the poster uh, and I didn't make the movie, I wouldn't go to the movie. I would be scared off of the poster. <laughs> there was a reason we did the poster. Originally, by the way, uh, even though the church, the church is embracing it, um, we wanted to bring in those young people that are at, or people that are absolutely obsessed with the demonic and the occult. Because we feel that they're being lost in waves. Literally, every one of these garbage, horrific movies that comes out is infesting people. Uh, and so what we knew is that the, the poster would not attract the church. It would set off good people. So I think it's a good reaction that people are having. But yeah. at the same time, it was a Trojan horse to bring in the people that really need to see the movie uh, in that perspective. So like when you talk about gratuitous, there's no sex. There's no bad language. We don't drop an F-bomb in the whole movie. I mean, there's none of that. I am a devout with Chuck. We are devout, devout Catholics. Chuck is my business partner and co-director, writer, and so on. 
And uh, so I don't think that I will tell you, uh, if you look at the fruit of our tree, unplanned, pro-life movie, Abby Johnson, God's not dead. Do you believe what if and this movie, amongst other stuff, you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry. There's not it's two guys in a room. Now, before you say to yourself, well, that would be boring. It's I not boring. It's not boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, of, any, of any possible scenario that you could paint about two guys in a room, uh, you will not uh, you will not be you will not be able to anticipate other than the clues we're giving you now what this thing is going to feel like or seem like. So it's I'm so uh, pleased to say that you did this on purpose because that was kind of my suspicion looking at everything because there's quite a few things in the movie that uh, are presented one way. But if you're looking at it within the context of the entire movie, it seems as if there's a deeper meaning to it. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the uh, if you're comfortable talking about it, of course, but the older priest. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. The 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 older priest in the movie. Yeah, so I guess we should say spoiler if there's. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure other people have heard but, about it. Yeah, but um, I I always I I've heard some people be critical of that, but then I'm watching it within the context. And I'm thinking this seems like it was on purpose. This represents an aspect of what we're experiencing in the church today, and represents it in a really beautiful, like a Powerful really good way. way. Yeah. yeah. I would say that, yes, that was intentional. Uh, we, we knew exactly what we were doing. We did it for two reasons. The first reason is we had to address the point, why don't they bring in somebody like who knows what he's doing, which yeah. is what they would probably do in this situation. So we wanted to get that out of the way from a story point. But that was right. the minor point. What we wanted to show was this is a priest that has the power and authority of Jesus Christ. And he is a priest of the Catholic Church, right? So he walks in the room, and what happens is the demon literally jumps up from the table. Yeah, that was and great. Quoting scripture, I literally in fear. And by the way, this is a, just a, an Easter egg. I don't know if you guys caught it or not. When Sean jumps up, Sean Patrick Flannery, who's playing Nefarious, yeah, jumps up from the table. If you look at it, if you see it again, look at his hair. There's two horns of hair uh, somebody and one of our crew was watching it saw that yeah they thought they saw something yeah, yeah. yeah right and so the horns of hair because he's in his defense mode right the horns are out it's the only time you actually see the demon that way right uh so he backs away and the the, the priest comes in and suddenly he's saying look you have nothing to worry about i've never been to an exorcism you know, that it's really just things of our disordered mind. You have nothing to worry about. I'm never going to do an exorcism. You, you know, let's all get along. Let's be the, the liberal, kindler, gentler, social justice warrior. You know, I know you might have mental conditions, but I'm going to help you. That kind of thing. The minute he sees his authority, the demon comes right back to the table yep. and in mockery of the priest sits down and crosses his legs and says, I should have had you in here sooner. Yep. The horns yep. will eventually disappear because there's nothing to fear. He knows the guy is a poser. And the reason we did it was very simple. This is a problem in the church today. Yep. Our problem is we see, and amongst Catholics, in my opinion, we cede our authority immediately to evil. So COVID, they want to shut the churches down. Okay. You want to get vaccinated? Oh, we need to have everybody vaccinated. Oh, everybody. We can't give masks because that's too, that's, that would be dangerous. And so 
there's this insanity in the world right now where we wanted to say, look, there are great priests out there as far as I'm concerned. There are really a lot of great priests. But this progressiveness, this kindler, this kind of we don't talk about evil, all these things, basically, that is what we want to show. And I and I think we did a good job of it. We even put the rainbow scarf on him, which yeah. is so <laughs> yeah. the minute he walks in the room with that scarf, you know exactly what we're saying. Oh, you killed it. The, you killed the it. Che Guevara yeah. uh, stole yes, I think is that's what, what the priest, priest friend told us. Yeah, and we, go to we a put him in a card again. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This guy's my new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll continue our conversation with the writer, producer, director of Nefarious, uh, Carrie Solomon, an amazing movie that every Catholic should see with, with some caveat, but I really think that, that y'all ought to see it and support it. We'll, when we get back from the break, we'll keep digging into what was behind the scenes in the movie. We'll be right back. Hi friends, we want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality based on a Catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Jordan Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking about one of the most important movies that has come out in my lifetime, and it's entitled Nefarious. We're talking with Carrie Solomon, writer, producer, director of Nefarious. Why is it so important? I'll give you an example. I have a spiritual directee, who asked me the other day if, they, if I had seen Nefarious. And this, this is a devout, very devout man who has a beautiful apostle. I mean, this guy is no slouch, going from good to better. He, he's, he's, he's not a revert. He, he's, just, he's been just dead serious about his faith forever. The movie rattled him to the core. And he said he realized things about the way he thought that were that he doesn't want to you know, he realized right. they were dangerous to him right and he said i'm going to watch this movie every year yeah so it's not just so so of course it will help those non-christians you know at at border at, out on the edges of the church uh, catholics christians um it'll help them to because they'll, they'll see junk they allow in their head coming out of the mouth of a demon but it'll also help you if you're devout because, and, and this is, I mean, a realm that we live in. I've, I've written uh, two um, best-selling books, Spiritual Warfare and Discernment of Spirits, and then Devil in the Castle, uh, Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul. So I know, and, and I've also been in 24 full right exorcisms and worked with multiple possessed people and work with deliverance ministry. So 
the the truths that they were able to illustrate through art in this movie in a rock your soul powerful way they get past a lot of the barriers the intellectual barriers the psychological barriers the emotional barriers and really it will it will break things open for every single person i think like every we had a small group that saw it that reviewed it to, to prepare for this show here yeah it every one of them were deeply moved including by the priest including the priest who was with us yeah <laughs> no i don't remember if you said in the first half but you had mentioned that having gone through multiple full ride exorcisms you said that there are many things that the demon said in the movie that you had heard from demons. oh gosh so listen i well i told carrie before the show he's, he's the writer producer that's our guest today I said you had to have had divine intervention and, and or uh, an exorcist advisor that's very good because i've heard the exact words the demon in the movie said i've heard directly out of the mouth of the demon right. Right. and i've heard it not just once because their, their their bag of tricks is a pretty pretty limited even though their demons are far superior in intellect to human beings and in power they're not they're not very creative you know our god is very creative so yeah i don't know if that's where you're going that is where i was going but even speaking on that i yeah. one of the things that i noted watching this movie was that it's it's borderline catechesis on a topic that isn't often taught on yeah but and but not in any kind of you don't feel like you're in a classroom no 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 you no, don't no. feel like you're being preached to some right. christian movies just get a little too obvious about the message they're trying to deliver and then you get distracted by that obviousness right. nothing like that in this this movie yeah and and to drive that home this was some of yeah some of the best acting i've ever seen just hands down the 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 guy who played nefarious i mean so carrie to you jordan recognized him from boondock saints i think was one of his movies yeah. how did you get what i would call an a-list i don't know if he's an a-list guy but he, he certainly is a-list talent uh sean patrick flannery yeah. Uh, amazing man, amazing, uh, just not a diva, just real deal. Um, just everything you saw is exactly him. About 15 years ago, we were you know, maybe 2003, something like that. Um, so almost 20 years ago, I did a little movie. And the bottom line is that Sean, and the budget was like $200,000. And we were just starting out. And Sean said, yeah, I'll do it, which is shocking because he's been in Boondock Saints. He was powder. He did all this other stuff. Um, and the what happened was we got along so well <laughs> that he basically uh, said he would work with us anytime. But the funny thing was that the Lord put us together uh, in that movie for a reason, because when I was done with that movie, I felt in my spirit that the Lord was saying to me, you're going to do a lot of work with him. He's going to become your guy. So when we sent him the project and I said to him, look, you said you'd do a Fruit Loops commercial with us because he was that excited. I got a Fruit Loops uh, movie for you. So and he laughed. <laughs> he even said, you know, I'm in. I don't, I, whatever you want to do, I'm in. I had a great experience with you guys. So it was a God, the hand of God thing, you know, I mean, everything in this movie, we dealt with demonic manifestation, we dealt with angelic occurrences, it's just an unbelievable sequence of events, but he's a phenomenal actor, and if the world was a fair place, he would win the Academy Award, he more than deserves it, I don't think anyone is going to do the job that he does in this movie this year for the awards.
I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. It was so I don't get sucked in the movies in general. I, it just doesn't. I'm not that kind of guy. But I'm watching and I find myself praying for him during the movie yeah. <laughs> multiple times. I'm like, oh wait a minute, this is a movie. <laughs> like it, it was that that impressive, that well done. And I will say, um, I don't know if I want to reveal it on this show uh, because I want to be careful. I don't want to say something that would affect anyone not seeing it. It changed uh, a one particular view, one particular doctrine that I have held that is is a, is a is a matter of prudential judgment in the church, and the church has supported you know multiple perspectives on this. It changed my mind, and I'll I'll, I'll carry. I'll give you a hint, and I'll let you decide if you want to talk about it. I my heart was broken for the 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 killer because i've seen victims of demonic possession i know what they do to people and i was i was moved i was i was just about brought to tears at his suffering yeah. knowing uh, so i know why he was i know how people get possessed you know um and you did that brilliantly as well you revealed the the kind of uh, the explanation could have been more perfect yeah was, but it, yeah. of course done artistically right, right. but uh yeah i found myself incredibly sympathetic to him and to uh pe people on death row in general you know uh the the whole sequence with the i, I don't know to be honest uh a lot of people have brought up the death penalty pro con we didn't start out with the idea to, to make a statement on the death row thing we did it as a story point he had to die but one of the things I can tell you, I do believe, I, I, I look at it two ways. You know, if you go and execute somebody, they don't have a chance of redemption anymore. And the Lord That's can. That's my point. Yep. But on the other hand, the church does say, look, if there's somebody who's this dangerous and doing this kind of thing, you are allowed to execute them. Yes, exactly. So I, I'm back and forth on that. You know, I think mercy is important. What I am against, however, is this absurdity of the way they kill these death row guys. So, for example, this is one of the most horrific ways. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It, unbelievable. They have to hit these guys two and three and four times. I mean, there's no excuse for that. And right. now with the lethal injection, you can't tell me that we can't kill a person in 10 seconds rather than making going through hours of agonizing pain. It's demonic. Just hang them or shoot them, you know, like we used to do, but everything has gotten complicated. You hang a person, they're dead. Bam. You shoot them, they're dead. You know, you, that's why we had a firing squad. I mean, if we're going to go there, let's get it done. Then be merciful in the process. You know, we should be uh, uh, honoring God in mercy, right? But, yeah. but I will agree with you. Uh, the reason the story point of the execution was in there was because we wanted to show how evil really works to take a human soul. And after literally destroying this soul and making him do all these terrible things, it's not enough just to destroy their life. But now I'm going to make him suffer on his way out before he goes to hell. And, and so uh, that was the point we were trying to make there. Now, obviously, abortion and euthanasia and all that, that was intentional as well. Uh, that was intentional, but oh, that that scene, uh, what led up to the scene uh, regarding abortion, um, talking about Moloch, and and then and then uh, you know this is a big spoiler alert as well. The the demon knows exactly what's happening. He knows 
that the abortion is going to happen. He counts down and then he he almost screams in an erotic, um, horrifying way right. at the at the killing of the baby. And I was that that if I could have been blown back in my seat, yeah. uh, if that were possible, you know, like getting hit by a shotgun. Wow, that scene was was just insane. You know, I, I will say that, um, gosh, I mean, the spirit was all over us. And uh, that final statement, when the baby is finally murdered. Uh, and by the way, you don't see this on the screen. He's talking yeah. about it so that you know, no one should be scared of it. But uh, although uh, that final phrase and all hell rejoices, I, yeah. it was just when we wrote it, I, I mean, I had to put, I had to stop. And I had to think, there are many times in this movie when we had to stop and we had to think. And I will tell you that, uh, wow, like when he's talking about ripping a baby out of the womb of the carpenter. I mean, my goodness, to make the carpenter suffer. I mean, it's just, it was crazy. But, you know, the spirit was on this. You know, we, by the way, as far as all the, the knowledge thereof that we put into the piece, you know, we did our research. You know, we did a lot of research on this, a lot of prayer. And, uh, you know, Father Carlos Martins, who mm. has the yep. Exodus Files as a podcast, and he's like probably the number one. He's certainly up there in the top couple exorcists in the country. He saw the movie and he said, this is the best movie on exorcism I've ever seen. This is exactly what happens. He says, I will not uh, promote the Pope's exorcist, but yeah. I will promote this movie. I call it a Cardinal Burke. Gave us his personal endorsement and mentioned me and Chuck by name uh, that we did a phenomenal job. So, I mean, the church is rallying to this. I have priests, by the way, if I can tell you this quick story, uh, it'll take 10 seconds. But friend of mine by the name of Carol, she's online for confession. Friend of hers comes out of the confessional and he walks over to her because she was in the movie. She was in the witness room and she ran all the extras. Uh, he comes over to her and when he comes out of the confessional and he has a smile on his face and he says, you're not going to believe what the priest gave me for penance. And she's like, no, what is it? He said, he told me to go see Nefarious. <laughs> with <laughs> that, with, with that, we've got to wrap up our time with uh, Carrie Solomon, writer, producer, director of Nefarious, a great movie. Uh, totally. Uh, I think everyone should see it. I think kid, kids, if they're, you know, not mature enough, 18 or older, I think it'll work. They're mature. They can go. If you want to hear part two of this interview, head out to uh, spiritualdirection.com YouTube page, and I'll talk about my own involvement with a serial killer named Ted Bundy and the real realism behind this movie. So thank you, Carrie, and we hope wish you all the best with this, uh, with this project. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.